0: Hey there, John here. We are so glad you're listening to the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. If you're new to the show, I hope you find something here you'll enjoy and that gives you a reason to come back. If you've been listening for a little while or a long while, as is the case with so many of you, I want to ask a favor. Would you consider introducing us to just one friend this week? There's really no better method of advertising than word of mouth. Pick a friend who shares your sense of humor or interests, even if they don't know what a podcast is, and tell them why our show has become a regular listening for you. And be bold. Help them get a podcast app on their phone and walk them through how to subscribe to the show. We love that you're here and would greatly appreciate your recommendation. Thanks for your time. Now, let's get on with the show.
1: Hi, my name is Agile, and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon, and I believe you should too. Just go to patreon.com slash genxgrownup.
0: Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener, to this episode 45 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I'm John. Joining me, as always, is Mo. Hey, everybody. And George. Hey, how's it going, guys? In this episode, we're going to talk about one hell of a movie remake, pun intended. <laughs> oh, terrible, <laughs> Evaluate <terrible>. a <laughs> tech toy <laughs> that promises to let you take your music in the shower and revisit an old school approach to making reading fun. But first, it's time for my favorite part of the show, which is fourth listener email.
2: Again, not George. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I'm
1: not, I'm not, I'm done You're not even arguing gonna, He's that. done no, fighting that no fight. Yeah, finished <laughs> <laughs> I've just been beaten into submission at this point.
0: We said early on that there are three of us doing the show, so we know we'll have three listeners. And if anybody else writes in, that's our fourth listener. And so uh, our fourth listener this episode is Michael. The subject of his email was Atari VCS. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Which we spoke about Ooh. at length a couple of episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Michael says, guys, it seems like the people behind the Atari VCS that John bought, but hasn't seen, <laughs> know John all too well when it comes to retro gaming. Oh yeah, that's like yeah. a sucker bet there. <laughs>
1: like, named it Atari VCS uh,
0: first of all. Yes. I'm if I'm getting Sold. short on
2: cash, I'm going to just do a thing and just, just. I'm going to do a Kickstarter and just say, you know, <laughs> retro gaming VCS Atari or something and... Hundred
0: dollars! Hundred dollars! <laughs> he goes on to say, when John mentioned they're upgrading the CPU on the VCS, did it mention the addition of little lightning bolts and classic <laughs> flame stickers on the case? Because <laughs> we all know the flames make it faster. Yes, yes, they do. He included a link to a Futurama episode that I know he's referencing here. <laughs>
2: That's great. Hey, Lila, help me apply these flame decals. I got my cereal. They'll make the ship go faster. And what's your scientific basis for thinking that?
0: 12. (laughs) Fact. Fact. (laughs) So Mike says, uh, I have an old Gemini game system, an Atari knockoff. I'd be happy to sell John for half what he spent on the VCS. (laughs) Ooh, half. (laughs) That's a bargain. (laughs) It's it's, it's still kind of steep, unfortunately. Yeah.
2: (laughs) But he says, hey, thanks for doing what you do, Michael. Hey, well, thank you, Michael, Michael for, for writing in. Some advice. Just wait it out. John will come around. I'll come around to what? Buying it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Just be patient. Damn VCS. <laughs> it's
0: still coming. It's That's still like coming. It's like around your neck. <laughs> it's not coming. It's not going to be here ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> we thank any of our fourth listeners who take the time to write into the show. In this episode, we appreciate you, Michael, for writing in. And now it's time to jump into the show right after this. Seven. i We're going to kick off the show, as we always do, talking about what's happening in media, music and TV and movies, comics, whatever it may be. Mo, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit. You got to Hellboy before I did. I was looking
2: forward to that in the last episode. Yeah, and you were out of town, though, so, you know. I was out of town, and then I started
0: seeing the reviews, and I'm like, I don't know, but... You got uh, out to the theater, though, and you got to see it, yeah? Yeah, I did see it. Yeah, I saw it with my daughter. I mean, I,
2: I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. Wait, wait, wait. It, it was a good movie? Really? Yeah. It, but <laughs> oh, think right. it, it was another, <laughs> like, they're trying to reboot that series again.
1: It was such an incredulous response. It was a good movie? Really? <laughs> I, I, I honestly was not expecting <laughs> well, it to say that based on everything
2: that I've read. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just some of the stuff, though. I mean, I think they were definitely looking for that, like, I think it's rated R, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? It is. Yeah. And so they really worked hard to make sure it was rated R. Which Hellboy should be, frankly, yeah. you know, because of the violence and all this stuff. I mean, they had, had people getting literally torn apart. And I mean, it was crazy. Some of it seemed a little overboard, like they were doing it for the sake of doing it and really didn't add. I heard lot. that. Yeah, it was like just gore because we could. Yeah, exactly. Or made some made this one part just gross because they could make it gross. You know, it's like I was like, well, it was really it was kind of unnecessary. The acting was great. The guy from uh, Stranger Things, the sheriff.
1: Yeah, that's what we talked about last time. John yep. was saying that He's he was going to be he Hellboy did a, He now. did a
2: great job. I think I would have been happier if it wasn't another origin story kind of thing. Oh, really? Okay. If, instead, they just sort kind of picked up where the last one left off and just continued the series with a different actor.
0: Well, if Spider-Man has taught us anything, it's that every reboot must start with an origin story. Absolutely, yeah. it must. <laughs> well, they did with The last right. one,
2: though. They did it with the last one. Yeah, I guess not. Like I said, it, was, it wasn't a fantastic movie. It wasn't a great movie. If you enjoyed. That the Hellboy something, I would say see it. Otherwise, I'd say, eh, wait for video.
0: So why do you think the reviewers were so why did it get terrible reviews? I mean, from hearing you say it, it's a middle-of-the-road movie. Yeah, exactly. But that's not what the reviews say. I mean, no. I'm not talking just critics, critics and audiences. I mean, this is down in the teens. Oh, I
2: know. It's awful, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think it was that bad, but like I said, I think some of the things they did were just, again, it's like stuff you've already seen in the other Hellboy movies. It was treading the same ground again. Yeah, like you know, like the whole part in Hellboy, like he becomes sort of super evil and his horns grow back. Right. They did the same thing. So we had to get the grinder out and chop him off again. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I said, we already kind of know that his whole horn thing is cool, but, you know, you already did it once. <laughs> you know, you're, you're doing it over and over again doesn't make a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, I just, uh, I mean, you, you haven't sold me. I still think waiting for video is going to be, I, don't, I see myself going to the theater. I don't, you can go for free, see
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, so if I'm at the end of the week and I have one more of my three A list, maybe. Exactly, but... exactly. I'd say definitely use one of those A-lists on this. (laughs) (laughs) So if you have nothing at stake, enjoy Hellboy. Otherwise, don't do it. (laughs) Didn't hate the movie. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't amazing.
0: All right. There's plenty more out there that is worth seeing, though. So only at the the last resort and there's nothing else left. Yeah, exactly. You're desperate. Go see it. (laughs) And now it's time for George's uh, Orville update.
2: (laughs) A few episodes
0: ago, and rightfully so, you want to dig in on the Orville because, by God, it's a fantastic sci-fi show. It is. It is. is. And uh, you wanted to bring up a a more recent episode again about the Orville,
1: yeah? Yeah, just recently they had a new episode called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Tomorrow. No, No, they stopped after three. (laughs) 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 Again, Orville seems to be taking the tried and true method of grabbing a Star Trek Next Generation episode and then redoing it in a much better fashion. This was, in my opinion, loosely based on Star Trek Next Generation's second chances, where real Riker gets split by a transporter beam between two different places and he gets part of his transporter beam self gets stuck on a planet for eight years and the other part goes on to live Will
0: Riker's life that we already know yep I remember that one yeah they basically they counter him and he, they never knew that he got split many years ago and he was exactly. stranded all by himself and then he it comes back into the world
2: yeah
1: yeah and I thought that this one was right in that same ballpark you've got that character having a new personality of themselves show up from an earlier time period now in this case That person was seven years younger. She didn't have the experiences of those whole seven years that were separate from the originals. So it was a
0: time jump, not a split, right?
1: Yeah, but it still, they had all the same parallels. You know, a romantic interest that was lost and brought back forward. Mm -hmm. A little bit of a person who was kind of helping them to try and adjust to the new environment. The younger self rebelling against the older self as far as the choices that were made. It was so modern. They, They retold the story in such a good way that I watched it like three times at this point. <laughs> it was a science fiction
0: established wow. plot device to get you know, this time travel jump leap kind of thing to start the story. Mm-hmm. But as with any good science fiction should be, and by God, Orville is shaping up to be great science fiction. It's looking at human stories through this kind of lens of science fiction. It's really about self-analysis, you know, expectations and, you know, hopes and dreams. And it was kind of analyzing the first officer's past yeah, through the eyes choices. of her real past. You know what yeah. right. Kelly comes face to face with her seven years younger self and it was completely before the marriage with Ed that just threw the door wide open and it it looks at these very human condition kind of problems and just happens to be on a spaceship in the future. Also, I, w- I want to see the next episode because at the end of this, they didn't do the
1: star Trek, big red mm-hmm. reset button. They mm-hmm. actually threw a little twist in there that makes it seem like we might see some different personality matrices and stuff like that develop from this point forward. I'm not saying that it will happen, but as they're sending her back, they're like, Oh, we know it already happened because you've already done all these things and you've forgotten this. So we know it already already worked. Yay, everybody's happy. <laughs> but then she
0: gets back
1: and she does something different than she did
0: before. It seemed like a foregone conclusion that everything was going to be fine because it's that temporal causality thing. It's like well, everything right. worked out because we're living in the present and it worked out. So we know it's going to work. And yet she got back and it seems that she's changing the timeline. Right. Which is going to be interesting to see going forward. I mean, they could explain, oh, it's a fracture timeline or a different stream mm-hmm. or whatever. But why would they set it up if they were going to why change you it? you could set it up if they're not going to change it. I know exactly why you set it up. What is Does
1: that open up for them now? that opens up a mirror universe now.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it could. That would be very cool. Does Orville need a mirror universe? I don't know about that. I think it would be hilarious.
1: <laughs> Can you see Yafit in the mirror universe? He'd probably end up being the captain and killing everybody with green slime bullets or something like that. Of course, maybe the best part of this episode
0: <laughs> had nothing to do with Kelly. It might have just been Bordas
2: getting down in the club.
1: Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> Moklin dancing.
2: That was so fun. At first, I remember when they started, you know, the very few episodes with the Moklins and stuff, I was like, Really? I mean, I thought it was going to be sort of silly, but they're definitely playing it for its comedy. They're just squeezing every bit of comedy they can out of that race. I know. And it's great. I mean, I love every bit of it. (laughs) So once again, we will say if you're not watching the Orville, by God, you ought to be. The best sci-fi on TV right now. So how about you, John, man? What have you been looking at? I got
0: a chance to get out and catch a film that I had been looking forward to, and that is Missing Link, the uh, latest in the entry from Laika. These are the people that did Coraline and Kubo oh, and the Two Strings. Oh, got it. right. Got it, got And it. Box Trolls and stuff like that. Oh, good movies. Yeah, they have been stepping up their game over and over. And this latest one, I have an affinity for uh, large hairy apes like Donkey Kong. We and- <laughs> <It> won't read <laughs> and any more yourself in the mirror? Hit <laughs> myself in the mirror. <laughs> I love me. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) The basis for this was the main character, Missing Link, is a Bigfoot, and he's actually the last Bigfoot in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, funny. He asks for the help of this world adventurer to take him to the Himalayas to meet up with the Yetis because he says, they're my cousins and there's no more Bigfoot left here in the Pacific Northwest because he was by himself. And so this is the adventure of this Bigfoot being taken on this long trip across the world to the Himalayas to meet up with his brethren, and at the same time, the adventure. Is trying to prove himself to this society of adventurers that he's not just a hack that's out looking for the Loch Ness monster or unicorns or whatever. And he's trying to prove himself that he's worthy. Oh, okay. Yeah, it stars Hugh Jackman as the adventurer. And the Bigfoot is played by Zach Galifianakis. Oh, that's perfect casting right there. Yeah, yeah. He basically used to be a big hairy Yeti anyway, and then he, <laughs> <laughs> he slimmed down a little bit. I mean, like with any of these, the voice casting was spot on. They, the big question that's important, it was, a, it was a great film. I recommend you see it. It's not Hellboy caliber. It is worth seeing.
1: <laughs> that was an odd way of saying that. It's not Hellboy crappy caliber. No,
0: it's, it's
1: actually good.
0: <laughs> Unlike Moe's pick. <laughs> Why well,
2: a pick? I was going he something talked about. <laughs> Don't read so much
0: into it. Nope, that.
2: you got to own it. It's
0: yours now. You own it for life. <laughs> As is the thing with each one of these kind of stop motion things, you come into each one going, "All right, have they stepped up their game? Is it better than the last one?" Because it's it's undeniable. Like with Pixar, you take all the Pixar's and go, "Okay, what's the good Pixar's and the medium? Pixar's? There are no bad Pixar movies, but you know, you kind of rate them. Or Avengers films, what are the good ones and the mediocre ones?" Uh, and I was th- hoping this one was going to be the top of the bar. Now it's not. Uh, not to say it's a bad movie because all the Leica movies are really great, but I would put this one probably yes. Yeah, second or third. It isn't as big a story. You guys saw Kubo and the Two Strings, yeah? You know what I'm talking about there? Yeah, that was great. And that one was, it was based in this kind of Asian culture, and it had dragons and mysticism and some really neat stuff. I mean, aside from the fact that once you accept that they're a Bigfoot and Yeti, uh, it's it's a very kind of flat, predictable story. The characters are interesting to watch grow, but you kind of know where they're going. There aren't that many surprises. There aren't like big, cool twists. But the animation, on par with anything that you've seen. It's Kubo-caliber Animation, but as far as being a uh, a mythic story, I don't think this one's going to get any Oscar nominations or anything. But yeah, Missing Link right up there with the other Leica stuff, and you should add it to your library stuff if you like watching stop motion. I know I was a dork when I was in middle school, and I thought I'm going to be a stop motion animator, and made my parents buy me a bunch of clay. I got a camera that would take one frame at a time. <laughs> I know I made a whole little dragon, and I made him like open his mouth a little bit. And I'm like, oh, this is this takes too much. This time. is bullshit. <laughs> this doesn't happen That's automatically. So
2: <laughs> Cost of living, got you down. Prices
1: are so hot, i take a ladder to go shopping. Cost of living, got you down. Money used to burn a hole in my pocket. Now it isn't even there long enough to get warm. <laughs> There's
2: one bargain left in town. Campbell's Soups. Try chicken with rice. Best parts of the chicken, fluffy rice, and two chicken stocks for extra flavor. About six cents a seven ounce serving.
0: Sit right down and get your Campbell's worth.
2: You guys are not gonna believe it, but this time I actually have something to talk about in Tech Toys. No you don't. Yeah. I, do. <laughs> nah, I don't I'm yeah. not believing it. I'm not I buying do. that. I
0: do. Is it a USB hub?
2: <laughs> 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 it's this amazing thing called a thumb drive. You guys heard of them? So actually, it was a gift that was given to me by my son for my birthday a long time ago. Okay. And it was basically a build your own Pit boy kit. From a Fallout? boy Yeah, there's no Fallout. Okay, I wonder if that's what it was. is the giant computer thing that sits on your wrist that you control everything <laughs> with, right? It has all so your he gave you a build your own wrist computer? Well, it's a kit. I mean, it's a replica, so it doesn't actually, it's not really a computer.
1: Oh, uh, okay. I was like, that'd be very complicated because I don't know about your soldering skills, but that would be a lot of work to build your own present
2: if it was a fully functional wrist computer. <laughs> yeah. So it's more like a It's like a not prop that from the game. It's a replica of the prop. It's a of replica of the prop. Thank you very much. Got Thanks it. for clarifying that. <laughs> That's okay. I had so much fun building it that I'm doing a video about my experience and what I think of it. I can tell you overall, it looks really good. I mean, it looks oh, cool. just like the Pip-Boy would think. Tons of pieces. I looked at it. I'm like, oh, it's it going to be like 20 pieces, 30 pieces? No, it's 130 something pieces. <laughs> it made <laughs> out of Legos? <laughs> I'm like, Jeez. what? Hell? I'm laying out all the pieces. I'm like, this is going to take a while. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, it's like, oh, I'll do a couple hour video. Now it took longer than that. <laughs> is this like an AMC model kit? Like you go and get a, you know, an, an F-16 is, fighter? Or
0: you have to glue pieces together?
2: You just do screws. It's basically everything okay. screwed together. But there's wires you have to put. I mean, they really paid a lot of attention to detail. Very cool. My son's been on me to, because he says, you build it yet? And I'm like, "Uh, not yet. <laughs> didn't want to think I didn't like it, but I just really wanted to wait until so I could video the whole thing so you'd see it. You said wires. So
0: like, does it have some electronics or lights no, or something? Or it just all, all for, for looks? All for, okay, looks. for
2: looks. Everything in it is for okay. looks. Lots of tiny, tiny, tiny screws. It was, it was a lot of fun to build and I was really happy with the result. So and where did it come from? Uh, Think Geek. Oh, all right. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And how long did it take you to put together? Holy cow uh all together probably about four hours Okay, okay that's, that's not bad that, the way you were going nice I thought you were going to say
0: like 20 days or something no 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 it wasn't quite that bad <laughs> no that's how long it took with all of Mo's procrastination in reality <laughs> yeah. when you distill it it was yeah, about four oh, hours from the time I thought
2: about building it to the time I finished yeah that was six months. like six months yeah <laughs> but um the actual time is about four hours so like
1: four hours worth of build time and like 17 years worth of procrastination
0: thereabouts yeah okay. that's about fair how enough. long it would take me too that's fair <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, you know, so there you go. So that's my tech toy. So, John, what do you got for Hooray! us? Hooray! You finally got one. I'm so proud of you, Mo. Yeah, I'm so happy I bought <laughs> some.
0: Well, you know, I travel a lot and I'm on the road. And anybody that travels as much as I do, you end up having two sets of everything. You have the stuff that stays in the bag and the stuff that you have in your house. You remember that I bought the uh, the white noise machine. I had to buy two of them, one that stayed by my right, bed and yeah. one that lived in my luggage. And one thing that I have that lives always in my bag is I have a really nice Bluetooth speaker. It's made by Jabra called the Sol. Soulmate, S-O-L-E. And it's like has a rubber oh, yeah. okay. like a sole of a shoe on the bottom. And I've used that for a long time. It has a physical switch on the side to turn it on. It's really neat. When you turn it on, it goes. <laughs> when right. you turn it off, it goes. <laughs> It, has, it sounds like, it has, you know, like it's got power, like you're throwing a switch. It's just the sound in the speaker. Well, at some point in the last eh, few months of travel, thanks to the TSA gingerly treating my bag as with all the respect it deserves, the switch on the side of that, like it no longer like the speaker works, but you can't really turn it off anymore. <laughs> so
1: oh, what <laughs> so when you're leaving like when I'm, I'm checking out
0: the hotel and i turn the thing off and it's supposed to go Phew.
1: wait a minute did you buy something new just because you missed a sound effect
0: no 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 are no! are you sure because no, that's why i sure. think this is going i'm gonna no I, listen i'm not saying that i'm not the kind of person that would buy something new on a flimsy excuse but that's not all <laughs> atari vcs <laughs> ow <laughs> My ass. <laughs> so, so now when you turn it off, instead of going, <laughs> it goes <laughs> 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 like like it's, it was like a DJ scratching it. It will never actually turn off to the point where I'm pulling my bag through the airport to check it in, and I can hear my music playing in my luggage because the Bluetooth turned itself on. Like it will not turn off, and so I just can't have it constantly and go <laughs> <laughs> and It sounds like Star Wars battles are happening in my luggage because it won't turn itself <laughs> off. And I'm sure TSA was really happy with that. I'm sure the big fans about the ticking noise in my bag they're not (laughs) huge huge fans it's your fault you broke it (laughs) that's right and therefore based on that flimsy excuse that it won't turn off i went looking for a new bluetooth speaker and i checked some reviews and i looked around i ended up settling on one based on its name made by anchor a-n-k-e-r i'm sure we've all brought some stuff from there some chargers some cables some stuff like that sure so i picked up a, a second generation anchor bluetooth speaker called the anchor sound core 2 it's a waterproof, all kind of rubberized guy. Wait it has a decent minute. reviews. Is this yes? the
1: round one that nope. has four buttons around it? Okay. Nope. Nope. All right. It's not round. That's the one I got already. I have the little yep. round hockey puck one.
0: Yep. This is like if you took um, maybe 10 Hershey bars and stacked them on each other. It's about the dimensions of that, if you'll imagine. So it's, it's a kind of a block, a kind of cube shaped and elongated like a rectangle. Okay. Uh, and so I, I picked it up based on reputation and I said, well, you know, give it a shot. It should be okay. I mean, it's not going to be Jabra quality maybe. So I got in the other day Fired it up. The best part of all, I turn it on. And it goes, pew, makes a noise. I'm like, Yay. So first, I didn't, I didn't lose the noise. So it does make a little noise, different noise, but different noise. And so I uh, threw it on. I opened up my Spotify and I queued up my 80s soundtrack. And of course, the first thing is always Toto by Africa. So kick kicked that up, connected it, and it blew me back in my seat. I was not at all prepared for the sound that was coming out of this little tiny block. I huh.
1: love the one that I have. The little hockey puck one delivers great sound. It's a
0: shower one. Like you're talking about, you know, the rubberized, you know, waterproof, all that stuff. Right. I love yeah. They say you could take it in the shower. I don't have a need to really. This is like a bedside thing. When I hook up, you know, I listen to music or I listen to radio shows or podcasts or whatever. I want to hear just not coming out of the, the speaker of my tablet or my phone. I want to hear like something with a little bit of gravitas, you know, sounds a little better. And this might be better than my Jabra. Granted, that Jabra was, I don't know, maybe six, seven, eight years old, but. I mean, Jabra is a great audio company. You expect great stuff out of them. Uh, it, I didn't think of Anchor as a great audio company, but I'll be damned if this thing didn't just absolutely put me on my ass. Amazon
1: has done a great job of curating these cheaper company devices that turn out to be just as good or better than the name brands a lot of times. I mean, no kidding. Amazon has saved me probably $5,000 $5, sure. at oh, this yeah. point
2: with that kind of stuff. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so is this, is it re- re- rechargeable? And if it is, how long does the batteries last? It, it
0: definitely is rechargeable. You know, I haven't owned it long enough to tell you how long the duration of the battery is. They say it has an extended battery life, which based on the claims, I guess it's many, many hours. Okay. I typically leave it plugged in, like the bedside. So it's not a big deal, but I haven't charged it yet, and I've probably used it for, you know, a couple of hours. So I really haven't tested the battery. But yeah, rechargeable battery, waterproof, take it in the shower, take it in the pool, you know, whatever you know. Take it to the tub if you want, if you want to have a leisurely light the candles, George. I know how
2: you like to oh, wow. relax.
1: <laughs> okay. That just went a whole different <laughs> direction.
2: Okay. And the big question, how much it costs it's not bad based on the sound. Uh-oh. No, Uh-oh. no.
0: <laughs> Are we talking Atari UCS already.
1: money now? Or? <laughs> not <Yeah>. even
0: close. <laughs> I think I paid $100 for my Jabra when I bought it like from Circuit City back in the day. That tells you how long ago I bought it. I bought right? it from freaking Circuit City. <laughs> wow. It's like a hundred bucks. This little Soundcore 2, 40 bucks. Yeah, that sounds about yeah, right. Really I think reasonable. I only paid like
1: 15 or 20 for the little hockey puck one.
0: And the reality is when you get something like that, the price factors into your expectation, I think. So if I pay $200 for it, it sounds like it ought to. If I pay 40 bucks for it, it sounds way better than it ought right. to. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Way above my expectations. And I couldn't recommend it enough. If you're looking for a little Bluetooth speaker. We'll throw some uh, links in the notes down below if you want to oh, check yeah, it out. Sure. If You're in the market for it. And especially if you have one that's going,
2: it's a great excuse <laughs> to upgrade. <laughs> and if you want one with a good sound that, you know, that it really is. It, on, it gives you a sound effect. To, yeah, you know. it gives a great sound effect again. So if you get that back.
0: <laughs> George, a few episodes ago, you were in the market for a new desktop computer. That hasn't yes. panned out yet. No,
1: nobody's helped out on that yet. I haven't received a single response. Where are my fourth listeners
0: at? But you did pull the trigger on getting yourself some new processing power, didn't you?
1: I did. So I needed a new traveling computer. They call them laptops. They've also called them tablets, I've heard. So as we were talking about when I was wanting to get a new desktop PC, I have an Alienware 17 inch screen. That thing is just heavy as hell, so it became my desktop. It didn't. It wasn't something that I wanted to travel with.
0: It's not really a portable. It's a laptop, but only if you have a really strong lap. Right.
1: <laughs> I needed a new laptop in order to go on some trips that I have to for work, and I wanted something you know that had some decent computing power, but wouldn't break my shoulders as I was carrying it in a backpack or something Mm -hmm. like that. So I reached out and got some advice from a couple of friends. John, you gave me some advice, and I had a friend at work who also gave me some advice. So I ended up picking up the Asus ZenBook Flip 14. It's Mm -hmm. a 14-inch laptop, as the name implies. It's got some really good RAM, 16 gigabytes of RAM. It's got an Intel core i7 eighth generation processor in it nice 512 gigabyte ssd it even came with a graphics processor it came with a geforce mx 150
2: oh nice so it's not yeah, like it, the intel graphics it's the real exactly it's, a yeah, real it's got a geforce chipset in it like a real yeah. 3d chipset yeah nice
1: yeah and they had the other laptop had a better video card in it but this one, I felt like from all the reviews and everything I read, I felt like this one would be a little bit more portable, have a little bit longer battery life. I did like the aluminum body. This one, though, was very reasonably priced. It was under $1,200 on Amazon. I Mm -hmm. was able to buy a couple extra peripherals to go along with it, which I'll talk about in a couple of future episodes. It's just a really good, solid little laptop. I didn't realize how thin it would be. This is like less than half an inch. Wow. Yeah, It just
0: keeps shrinking, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
1: You don't expect (laughs) it It to be able to do what a computer should do, right? You get this little thin <laughs> yep. three pound device and you're like, there's no way this thing is going to take care of what I need it to do, but it does. And on top of all of that, it's one of these two-in-one devices because the screen folds back over itself and it's you can use it like a tablet.
0: Nice. Well, those can be cool. Yeah. They, yeah. they
1: are. They're very cool. And the little keyboard when you fold it over the keyboard, it turns itself off so you're not pressing all the keys on your lap while you're <laughs> using it handy. on the desktop. Yeah, Yeah. And it's got a capacitive touchscreen, so I'm super happy with this thing. It looks like it'll play not super good high quality graphic video games like I'm not going to play the latest Gears of War kind of stuff on this but certainly things like Life is Strange or you oh, know, it'll
2: handle those older with games. no problem yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just be a piece of cake
1: exactly so I'm really happy with it I was happy for the suggestion that you gave me John on this one because I went back and forth between this one and the Lenovo Yoga mm-hmm. and they were really close there was like a $50 price difference between the two and the better graphics processor but this one had better battery life so I ended up going with this one because the Lenovo had, especially the new 2019 model, had a bunch of reviews talking about the screens ending up with a black line across the top of them after a few months. Oh, no. And so I said, OK, I'll stick with Asus because so, I know you had had some great experiences with yours.
2: Yeah, I have I Asus have, as yeah. well. I love it. Yeah, I'll be
0: curious to know after you've had a chance to use it as a tablet as well, because I don't think you're big into using tablets before. You pretty much had the big laptops. Right. And especially as you've gotten heavily into reading comic books and comicsology on a tablet, Mm -hmm. you'll have that at your disposal without having another device and that could be an interesting uh, kind of extension of how you use this laptop
1: yeah i've I've had a little tablet for a little while but it's an android based tablet so the applications for viewing comic books are completely different on it than on windows sure so that's one of the things i'm looking forward to is using some of those applications for comic reading on this thing on my
2: upcoming trip there you go that sounds like a good plan man
1: absolutely cool
2: (laughs) You won't find a 50 cent gift anywhere as good as a Hardy's gift
1: check. Getting a Hardy's gift check is... Um, It's sure a lot more fun than getting underwear. And... At participating Hardy's... When you buy a $5 book of gift checks to give to others... Hardy's gives you more than $3 worth of extra coupons for yourself. Wow. Wow! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for the Generation (laughs) X game segment. Yay! Woo! Hooray!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mo, what do you got for us? I'm assuming you're probably playing some games. I I am. Um, So actually, what I want to talk about today is it's sort of a, it's kind of a revenge recommendation because... (laughs) A revenge recommendation? (laughs) Yeah, it is. Because the (laughs) last few times you guys recommended mobile apps. Right. I have been spending an unbelievable amount of time playing. That that line art... pipe
1: building oh my game God. that I-, <laughs> I...
2: It's, like, so addictive. <laughs> you know, every time I play it, I'm like, Goddamn George for a game. <laughs> I gotta do another level. <laughs> right. <laughs> so this is like a take that kind of recommendation, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, so exactly, yeah. I'm gonna throw one out to you guys that maybe you haven't played yet that you'll get addicted to as well. All right, I got the phone open. I'm finding the, I'm finding the app store. Yep, it's called Darts of Fury. Darts of yep, Fury. It's basically a dart game. Like darts in the pub kind of darts? Yeah, exactly. So a couple things, though, about this game This just really Cool is that one is it's incredibly well done. Like you know, we talk about people spending time to do it right, kind of thing. Like put the polish on a game. Yeah, that they kind put of the deal. polish yeah. on it, all that stuff. You move position a dart with your finger and then you kind of flick to throw it, and that action is super intuitive and it feels. Like, I don't know what the reality, but it feels accurate. Like, I feel like, okay, if I do this exactly the same way twice, it pretty much lands in the same spot both times. Yeah, as it should. Right, as it should. But I play games where sometimes it seems like it's kind of off crazy. and you know. Right. Yeah. I always thought like archery and dart type
0: games, it's so hard to make them into video games because mm-hmm. on, the, on the one hand, it's just, well, put your mouse over the center and click. Right. <laughs> or you have to, like you said, you have to do like this weird swiping
2: motion, and that seems to be imperfect or inexact, right? Exactly. And I, we're Whatever tolerances they built into this, it definitely doesn't feel frustrating. The feature that I really like about this is that there's basically two kind of modes, I guess, to play. One is like the league, right? And that's the one where you can basically get like you can play three games and then you have to wait a certain amount of time unless you want to buy more, that kind of thing. Then there's one that's kind of like a competitive where you earn coins throughout this game and you can basically as long as you have coins you can keep playing against other people and you're basically playing for your coins. Oh so, you're, you're so just, that's what you're gambling with that's your currency. You're gambling essentially yeah. so, oh, if so winning, keep you winning, keep winning you keep playing. Keep playing. Yep oh, exactly. And it seems like they're really not cheap with the coins I mean I got tons. I mean you can spend them on things like fancy darts and all that stuff but to me I'm not that interested in so I'm just saving up and gambling them away but it's a, it's just a really really well done game and I think it's it's just a blast to play. Yeah I'm, I'm playing it right now.
1: That's why yeah, I, I, know, I downloaded it. it. <laughs> I am at it so I, you like, know what Churches i really supply. like about it so far is it reminds me of if anybody has ever watched those dart league championships on like some of the upper channels in your television you know like if you have direct tv and on and like channel 600 yeah <laughs> right exactly esp and the Ocho. it reminds me of that environment because those have you ever watched one of those dart championships i get engrossed every time i see one on because it's like thousands of people in this makeshift stadium that they try to turn into pub tables and stuff. And these guys are up there throwing darts and people are chanting and everything. But that's how this dart game, it kind of has that stadium feel to it with the graphics.
2: Oh, yeah. And there's different games, you, types of dart games you can play. And as you get advanced in levels, they unlock different games. There's like the countdown game, which basically start. I think that's the first one you play where they you start with 201 points.
0: Yeah. 301 mm-hmm. or 201 type
2: games. Yeah. I, I always yeah. like
0: to play cricket. Cutthroat yep. cricket is my favorite dart game to have that in there.
2: You know, uh, it is, but it's. You have to play for a bit to get it. It's it's to unlock it. Okay, yeah, unlock All right. them. Yeah.
0: So tell me about that. How does the freemium model slash purchase slash how does that work and ads? That's always
2: the important thing when you have mobile. Oh yeah, a, they do just enough ads where it's not annoying. Yeah. Can you get rid of the ads if you want to if you buy the game? Uh, no, not as far as I can see anyway. Oh, ah, uh, so okay. All right. But there aren't like the ads are not like um basically they're really just selling their own stuff in their ads. Like they're not really selling other games. Okay?
1: Oh, okay. So like it's more like other hey, if stuff you want that a, that company has
2: produced or oh uh, no, just other things within that whole dark game. So oh, it's like okay. hey, Uh-oh. if you want more lives, it's dollar and you get like a thousand. Yeah, I see. Okay. If you want to lock cricket right now, it costs you this. That kind oh, of thing. I got you. There's not a way to just purchase it outright. You have to deal with those not and work your way out. as far as I can see, but, you know, okay. honestly, I've had, I've, I mean, I've been playing it and I haven't hit that factor where it's like, oh man, I wish I could just pay three bucks and get it. Hmm. Okay. So it's, it's a lot of fun. So I'm hoping that you guys spend a lot of time playing it. Well, I've downloaded it already and those George, <laughs> so is so. George. I did the little
1: tutorial already. Throw to the left, throw to the right, try and get a big score. So I've already done that part.
2: Oh,
0: and our poor fourth listener, they're, they're playing it as they listen right now. They're, they're not going to be able to get out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> graphics on it are stunning they've done a really yeah. good job with that Woo-hoo. mission accomplished God. damn it mo <laughs> <laughs> george do you have anything that you're playing or looking at that we can uh, maybe stop uh, staring at this damn dark game and put it down Put it down <laughs> right now so i can listen to what george yeah, is yeah. Yeah, playing yeah actually i george. do
1: because i have like an old school game that i think would break your addiction of your cell phone games.
0: Okay. It's got its work cut out
1: for it. It's got its work cut out. (laughs) So you guys know, we talked a little bit about these types of books in our backtrack where we talked about different books and scholastic book fair and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. You remember the choose your own adventure style books. Of course. Absolutely. Okay. So Dungeons and Dragons put out a set of books during that era in the 1980s and there were four of them. I knew that I had all four of them at different points, but I couldn't remember where they were at and I thought, well, maybe I must have sold them in a garage sale or something. And the only one I had left was Return to Brookmare, which was the one that everybody knows when you talk about Dungeons and Dragons, Choose Your Own Adventure. It was the green cover and the little paladin guy standing there and everything. And I always loved those Dungeons and Dragons, Choose Your Own Adventure books, because in my opinion, they were the toughest ones of that genre to complete. Regular Choose Your Own Adventure books, I could read those in like 20 minutes and be done with the whole story. No problem. Mm-hmm. Some of the other ones where you had role playing elements, like where they had little miniature character style sheets inside the book that you would roll some dice and write your strength score and this that and the other. Those oh, were I always forgot fun. about that part. Yeah, yeah. But these Dungeons and Dragon books—they're real literature. They're not like the type of stuff that's developed specifically for a young reader and it'll be frivolous and you'll forget the story in a week type of stuff. This is like real literature my mother went back to our old house. She was digging through some boxes. She found my original set of Dungeons and Dragons endless quest
0: books. Ooh,
1: nice. I know. So... They have Dungeon of Dread, Mountain of Mirrors, yep, Pillars of Pentgarn, and then, of course, Return to Brookmare. These things are awesome. I love these. I've already read the first two just since she brought them back because it was so much fun to go back through and not actually cheat like I would when I was younger. You know, when you <laughs> put your thumb <laughs> in the place of the book and then you flip over to your choice. And it says, you die. Like, oh, man, you go back. No, I've read these things. And if I messed up, then I had to start the whole thing over again. And it's so much fun. I really enjoy it. Enjoyed it. I forgot how much I enjoyed playing a game while
0: I was reading. I feel like I might have some of these in the attic. I may have to go dig them out. I know I've got my D D stuff, and I have at least one of those. They're really yeah.
1: good. I love too that each book had a different color. Like there's a brown, the blue, a mm-hmm. yellow, and of course Brookmere is a green
2: cover. So are, are these available anywhere today? Honestly, I didn't go look. I'm sure that
1: you probably can get them on eBay. That that shouldn't be well, a problem eBay. At all yeah. Things.
2: What if they've been reprinted, though?
1: They
0: didn't come in limited runs, I wouldn't think. So there should be plenty out there. I only remember them back then. I mean, you don't see them in stores anymore if you go in the D&D section.
1: The thing that I really enjoyed the most about them were the little numbers on the front of them. I don't know if you remember that, but they cost $2 a piece, which was a little expensive for kind of a thin book. They're like 100 pages at the most. But the numbers on them, 8501, 8502, 8503, and 8504. Because they came out in 1985. It was book number one, two, three, and four. I love that little numbering structure to this day. I'm like, oh, that's right. I was just getting ready to start high school at that point. And it implied there was going to
0: be an 86 line or 87 line. There never was. (laughs) Yeah, no.
1: I don't remember any other other than these original four that came
2: out. I'm sure there were, but I just don't remember them. Well, since you've been talking, I went to Amazon. Okay. Oh, oh, (laughs) did you? <laughs> and I typed in Dungeons and Dragons, choose your own adventure. And there are a bunch of ones that came out fairly recently.
1: Oh, really? Really? Yeah,
2: they continue to the series. There's a whole list of them. Now, here's the thing I found, though. I was looking for like the originals. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, where's like the Mountain of Mirrors or something like that? Right. Found it. Um, dot, dot, dot. I think it's the original. <laughs> Mountain of Mirrors. It's called Endless Quest Books, they were called. Yeah, Endless Quest. Yep. So someone's selling it for $146. What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> $146 is sitting right here in my hand what am i doing with this stupid book i need to sell this that's thing. like the
2: light blue cover right yeah yeah that's i've got it's yeah. got the the
1: ice dragon on the front with the little snow guy who looks like he was on game of thrones or something maybe yeah
2: yeah yeah 146 dollars someone's
0: selling that holy for. crap <laughs> All right, George. The rubber's gonna hit the road. Here we go. So you have it in your hand, it's a piece of your childhood. You just said you love this book. I and do. Now you know that it could be worth a hundred bucks. Keep it or sell it. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I do love the book.
2: Don't get me wrong. And I've the Dungeon of Dread <laughs> but, is the one I that I've been But I also like reading. money. <laughs> but I do like money as well. And you can buy the new books that are like six or seven bucks a piece now.
1: Yeah, but there's something about having the original, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. they're in pretty good shape for, I mean, this is not a super old book. Like, you know, you see book collectors on Pawn Stars and like 5,000 year old book and they get mad if like a corner is bent out of it. So this is yeah. not an old book that you would have. It needs to be in pristine shape. These are readers, so I'm not going to say they're in pristine shape, but they're in pretty good shape. Yeah. Uh, You know, I got to hold on to them. Yeah. I I think it's the right
0: choice. You know, if you ditched it in a year, you'd wish you still had it. Exactly. Yep. (laughs) If you happen to have uh, Bigsby's Curse, that's a thousand dollars. That one I've never heard of.
1: That had to be after (laughs) the original
0: four. Yeah, it did. If George had that one, He might have to sell it for a grand. I don't,
1: you know, I, I honestly, I don't think I would. No, I think I would keep it because I shared these books with my son. And that was, you know, one of the best things ever to be able to say, this is what we used to get. This was an unusual game when I was your age because he's 15, 16 now. Just getting to share a piece of my youth with him that I still actually own and have the complete set from that year. Mm -hmm. I I, I don't know that I can put a thousand dollar price tag on that. Maybe, you know, like. I don't know what I would sell it for. I was just about to say maybe 10 grand, but I don't think I'd sell it for that. I think I'd keep it. Cause oh, I've got know, a no, couple I of comic books <laughs> that are worth that.
0: Hmm. I, I, I got a pretty good grand. scanner.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. I think I could get the story out of it and get the 10 grand. Maybe if I had to. Uh, yeah, I know, but you can't get the nostalgia out of it. Right? I know. Yeah. You that's can't scan part, that nostalgia. That's,
1: that's what Gen X grown up is all about is that nostalgia. So I don't know that I could let go of this. Does it
2: bring you joy? It does. Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> (laughs) When you're hungry for really good candy, there's nothing like the great taste of Heath. Crispy, crunchy almond toffee covered with real milk chocolate. A taste so good, it speaks for itself.
1: Drawn and Paneled is a brand new comic book focused podcast from Gen X Grown Up. Hey, I'm George. And I'm Jason. Every Wednesday, we bring you news, reviews, interviews, insight, and commentary
2: on the comic books we love. And
1: we cover everything from the Golden Age to the Modern Age. If you're a comic book fan who enjoys going beyond the page to learn about the history and creators who bring the characters
2: to life, we're for you. You can find Drawn and Paneled wherever you listen to podcasts or on our website at genxgrownup.com. Talk to you guys soon.
0: Before we get out of the show, at this point, we like to talk about what we're looking forward to between now and the next time we will get together for our podcast. Also, it's uh, great ammunition. It's the stuff that George won't ever follow up on and we'll cover and are looking back on Looking Forward <laughs> at the end of the year. <laughs> so let's begin with you, George. What are you looking forward to between now and the next episode? Oh, this one I think we'll be covering again when it comes on. Yeah, I think I believe
1: so. Yeah. Cobra Kai season two, which starts on oh. April 24th. Oh, I'm
2: so oh. looking forward to that.
1: I, I know that as soon as that hits, I'll be glued to my computer the whole
0: day. I'll probably call in sick to work. I think we were all blown away by how good Cobra Kai was. It could have been a train wreck right? Oh, absolutely. Sure. Easily. I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's so many ways it could have gone wrong. <laughs> yeah, but it had like just the right amount of nostalgia, just the right amount of kind of nods back to the old one, just the right amount of new, fresh stuff and how the characters themselves have sort of changed a lot. But they changed yeah. in a realistic way, though, you know? Yeah, like, and new characters. Yeah, everything about this is, I mean, it's, it's Karate Kid, it's Cobra Kai. Yeah, I'm right there with you, George. Yeah, yeah. you <laughs> know, too. especially
1: because at the end of the first season, we had a couple of characters pop back in from the original film that <laughs> we're oh, going to yeah. hopefully get to see quite a bit of in season two. Mm. There's like so many things I want them. Oh, bring this character back. Bring that character back. But then at the same time, you don't want them to just flood the gate, so to speak, with all these different people. I thought they were very smart with how they did it in the first season with only sprinkling in those kind of things.
2: Well, like where they brought his mom back in, mm-hmm. they the original actress, but she was only in like, in a, like OK, the, the mom doesn't live there, so you're not going to see her all the time. Exactly. They didn't overindulge. She was overindulge. there visiting and they showed her yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, that's the mom. You
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Huh?
2: That's Mrs. LaRusso.
0: They did it just right. And that I think that's why we're so much looking forward to the second one. Oh, yeah. Because they handled it with such reverence and just the right amount of respect, the right amount of kind of mm-hmm. winks and nods, too. All of it just, oh, man. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, John, what about you? What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to all three of us getting together to play the new Mortal Kombat 11 that drops on April 23rd. You can keep looking forward to that. Finish I'm not playing him. that with you. No, I'm going to purchase I'm not gonna... three copies. I'll send you both your keys. <laughs>
2: (laughs) You know, if you you do that, I will play with you. I'm I'm still not going to play. I'm still not going to do it. I I will sell the key on eBay. I don't mind getting my ass kicked. I still have whip-whip dies in my subconscious. I can't let go of that. Or how about the old like, oh, I froze you. Oh, I froze you. Oh, I froze you. Oh, I froze you. you." Like, goddammit, stop doing that. Mortal Kombat 11 has gotten
0: so much publicity. I can't believe how they have snuck their way into the conversation consciousness of every media outlet that I read. They have Mortal Kombat like reveals a new character and people are up in arms about the design of this character and have you seen this new
1: fatality? That's got to be data mining right there because I haven't hardly seen anything about Mortal Kombat 11 on any of the stuff I read. That's big time data mining. If they know you that well, that they're throwing
0: those articles at you left and right. Well, I, I'm sure it's because I read them and therefore they say, oh, you like this stuff? Here's more of this stuff right they're, they're I'm in my own little like cyclical bubble that if right. I read it, they're going to give me more I'm sure. Uh, But Mo, you'll be happy to hear that in this one, not only is Sub-Zero in it, as always, but also Frost is in it. So I have two characters I can freeze you and kick your ass with. So why are we happy to hear that? (laughs) I don't think we are. Yeah. I don't know if that's a shared experience. I think we are. I (laughs) I have always loved Mortal Kombat. I don't know why. I mean, I like Street Fighter. I like a lot of fighters. But there's something about just the it's super gory and gross, but like in a impossible and over the top way. And the fighting style has gotten more and more evolved. And even if you're not good at it, you can have fun at least watching how crazy it is. And they're building some cool mythology into it, too, which is uh, I'm looking forward to in this one. I'm definitely getting it. And you will definitely hear more about it from me because I'm looking forward to that. Mo, how about you? What are you looking forward to that? I'm sure nobody else on the planet is looking forward to.
2: I'm looking forward to something. I think I'm the only one. Like you said, yeah, shut up. Which is, yep, you're not it's the just your one. Avengers you stole it from Endgame. me again. Trello Figures <laughs> Endgame, which is coming out April 26th. <laughs> yep. <laughs> in a way, it's almost like bittersweet, though, in a way, because it's like, this is like the end of like this, I don't know, era of movies, I guess. 10 or 11 years of, yeah. yeah, of good, good movies. A great big mythology they're building on. So I guess we're kind of setting it up, too, for the next wave of these movies, but this is like kind of like a capper for that first set.
1: Yeah. And the, well, they're setting it up for the round of the next movies, but don't forget, they also just recently announced the Disney Live live streaming platform, which is also going to have a big part in the Marvel universe as well. So Mm -hmm. they've had a goal in mind and it seems like they've stayed the course, which I find very refreshing. How many movie franchises go off the rails after the first or second film and just fall completely apart. They just keep pumping out crap after crap, after crap, at least with Marvel, you can be reasonably sure that the films are going to be worth the money that you pay for the ticket for.
2: You know, was a funny thing. One thing I liked about Marvel is like when they make a bad movie, they kind of admit it. Like, sure. Like, <laughs> it's like some of the hulks, right? Yeah. And when <laughs> it acknowledges, they're like, okay, that was a bad one. We're going to recast it. We're going to it. Re- that didn't you know, quite pan out. <laughs> you know, rather than trying to say like, you know, we're going to keep doing the same thing. He so says, no, we realize we screwed that one up. We'll, we'll do better.
1: Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to this one. I know it's going to be three hours, crazy amount oh my of time. God. I know I'm going to have to manage my bathroom. time. <laughs> yeah. This is one that I wish they would have the old school
2: intermissions in the middle of it. Yeah. Well, there is that app out there. That's like when you can go to the bathroom, when you could go to the bathroom. Movie. Right. Yeah. What's you what's know, happening while you're going yeah. up.
0: <laughs> I have heard the filmmakers say that there is no good place in Avengers in game. To go to the bathroom.
1: Oh, geez. Great. Oh, that's just cruel. (laughs) I'm telling you, everybody's going to be bringing those hospital urinal things to the theater.
2: (laughs) <laughs> no, I'll just wear you know adult diapers. We'll be fine.
0: You know they pass out 3D glasses at the 3D movies. They'll just pass out adult diapers with your ticket when you check in. And you, there you go. Fair enough. S- strap them on and get ready for Avengers Have the Little Endgame. Avengers
1: logo stamped on it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, collect them all. <laughs> collect them all. <laughs> hey, what's happening? The
1: Kracklins, what's
2: happening? Pop rock says, of the pipe." Piccolo! Pop rocks! He's got a strike! Pop rocks!
0: You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show. So hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. That will wrap it up for this edition of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. Before we leave, I must always take a moment of our time to thank an amazing group of human beings who support us over on Patreon. And I'm talking to you, Dubaka and Will and Jessica and Dana and T2 and Thomas and Slow Mo and Corey and Agile and Stian and Marcus. <laughs> All of these people take a few dollars a month to help keep the lights on at Gen X Grown Up to support what we do. Uh, we couldn't be more grateful for uh, their efforts. Yeah, absolutely. If you would like to join them, you can head over to patreon.com genxgrownup Up. We would love to have you along for the ride. If a couple bucks a month is not in your wheelhouse, then maybe head over to iTunes and give us one of those five star reviews. We love it and it helps other people to find us. Of course, we will be back in two weeks with a regular edition of the show, but next week our backtrack, where we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. George, what are we talking about next week on the backtrack? Believe it or not, we're going to talk about advertising and specifically ads in the
1: back <laughs> of old comic books. I kind of snuck one in on the Gen X grown-up crew here <laughs> hey, for
0: my uh, comic, comic book books. homies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah,
1: all cool things, sea monkeys, and x-ray specs up in the next backtrack.
0: Sounds like fun. I wasted a lot of dollars on self-addressed stomped envelopes back in the day. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to talking about that. <laughs> So you won't want to miss it. We hope you will join us for that. Until then, I am John. George, thank you for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you. Oh, man, always fun. And fourth listener, you know we appreciate you most of all. And we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.
2: See you guys later. Take care, everybody.
0: Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcasts family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. We're also an affiliate of the Geeks Worldwide Radio Network. You can check them out at the gww.com.
2: Seeing constellation that Bigs B's curse is Amazon Prime so you get free shipping. <laughs> <laughs> well that's good cuz shipping that book would have been expensive. Hello? Hello? Did we lose John? Yep. He just went gray. Oh, he's coming oh, back. Oh, John, you, 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 we lost you for a second there.
0: Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah, I, I yeah. just noticed it was gray, and I looked up, and then uh, so I'll repeat that part. Um, lost you again. Yeah, I can see it still recorded on my end, so that's great. I'll keep going. George, can you hear me? Um,
1: no, I can hear you, Mo. I can't hear John. He just went gray I see it again. again. Yeah. I wonder if he's having internet problems or something. Huh. Damn, that's going to suck. He's still got three more podcasts to record today.
2: That's a big podcasting day. Holy cow. Wow. He completely dropped out
1: now. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe he's going to try to sign back in. I hope. Because neither of us can stop the recording.
0: Hello.
2: Hello. (laughs) The show must go on.
1: Keeping an eye on my phone text messages. See if he says anything there.
2: I wonder if he thinks he's still online or something. We lost internet. That's why. I mean, possibly. Sending but, a quick text here. Yeah. Oh, he lost his internet.
1: Oh, damn. That's going to suck. Yeah. He's going to, maybe he can hmm. put it on his uh, phone's Wi-Fi, mobile hotspot, maybe.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm asking. I'm sure he's trying to get back in. He's, he says, standby. Yeah. Hello? Hey, you're there. I don't see well, George yet. He's great. I, mean, I see him. I don't hear him. He's still great. I hear George. You do? Yeah. I can't I hear, hear John. Him. Okay. I hear John. Uh, George cannot hear you either. So I might need to Got reset okay. him. Um, so I can hear everybody.
0: <laughs> okay, you can hear everybody. I'm on my my hotspot. I'm going to stop this recording, and I'll start a new one to finish out the rest of the show. Oh, wait. Ella George, no.
2: Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit?
0: Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly